Dealing with mess can feel like an impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. IKEA knows we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be that chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions to help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess, so IKEA makes storage affordable. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, what's up, my little tiddlywinks? It is Jackie here. I got a quick favor to ask of all of you guys today. Thank you so much for listening over the years, but we do need a little bit of your help. If you could just fill out the survey that's in the description of the show today, or it's also on my Instagram, at jackthatworm, that would be awesome. It's only going to take a few seconds, I swear. All of the information is confidential, and we don't take emails or names. That would help us so much. Thank you guys for everything. Love you, love you, love you. Hit it with page seven. If you want my future, forget my past. Come on, Molly. If you want to get with me. I never me, knew the actual words. Make it fast. <laughs> now don't go wasting my precious time. Get your act together. We could be just fine. Marcus. So tell me. No, do you want? What do you really want? Don't do it. I want to. 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 Spice girls are coming back, bitches. Wait, speaking of that exact same era, I found myself in the shower, I think last night, maybe two nights ago, singing, Your loneliness is killing me. And I, I was like, You can't believe me. <laughs> didn't mean to leave you hanging. Once it starts, you have to finish the whole thing. It's true. Um, and I was like, why on earth? I'm walking around my house. There's other people in the house, and I'm going, give me a sign. I have no idea how I got hit me, baby, one more time in my head. And then I went into a real not stoned stoner hole about if there's been any song with the same resonance in pop culture since that song. Like, is what is the current version or even the last five years version of oops uh, or of hit me baby one more time i feel like it's like i think there's a lot of those dumb ones like that. it's like desposito you you hear that song everywhere and every time i hear it i never actually sought out the song on my own but how do i know just how do i know how it goes you know but but like there's been definitely like pop songs that everybody knows like you know, I feel every year there's like, you know, you could name like the one or two or three that everybody knows. But like, I feel like uh, like what made me think of it was I was like, if I go talk to Gideon, who is definitely a Generation X person and not a millennial, he's going to know exa- that exact. He's going to know everything as much about the song as I do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times pop songs don't necessarily transcend generations th- that way. But I feel like 
Oops, I Did It Again is just like the everybody knows all the words to that song. Everybody yeah. had feelings about Britney, whereas it's not like, you know, happy, whereas like everybody knew that song because it was on the radio or Despacito, everybody knew that song because it's on the radio. But like 15 years from now, is everybody still going to have an emotional connection to that song the way that I think everybody does with Britney? I don't know. Like maybe like single ladies or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, maybe that's a good ladies. one. Yeah. But like, I feel like. I feel like there was something special about about Britney. I really feel like maybe she brought us all together. Yeah, she did. Yeah, because ah. even because uh, like back then, because I was two thousand, I was a junior in high school. Like even though I was like, I love corn, I hate all that <laughs> pop stuff. I'd still like everyone could agree that Britney Spears was hot, and I used to also listen to it privately when no one else was around. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've been jamming a lot on Lucky. Song. It is a good song. Yeah, Lucky is like a legitimately beautiful song, though. I, I mean, I, I listen. I think I might listen to it every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of Britney Spears's early work was very good. That's not even to say that Toxic is the best. The Toxic is the best song. Actually, I think one of the best pop songs in existence. And and Toxic, I think, is a league above all of her other songs. And I think all of her other songs are from that era are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're saying that Toxic is her best song, right? Is I that what you're so. saying? I think tox- Toxic is not only her best song, I think it might be one of the best songs. Like, Whoa. pop songs. P- for pop songs. Like, party songs. Like, I think Toxic is in the top 10 party songs. I don't know that that she can't, that what is it? It's like, it's our party. We can do what we want. You know, the, <laughs> the Miley Cyrus song. We, we can't stop. stop. She got sued about we that. We won't stop. This I, week, I see that song to me is another great quintessential pop song. Agreed, but not in the realm of toxic. You're right. Toxic does. It, it beats it out. I'll give you that one. You Marcus, hear that? what do you think? What's your favorite pop song? My favorite pop song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I really. Gosh, shit. Oh my. Oh yeah, fantasy. Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. Oh, I love. I man, and I know. I think I bring up breakdown with the song with Bone Thugs and Harmony too often. But I was listening to it while it was raining here in LA the other day, since it never does. And it's just like break, break down. I was just like, oh my god, I love this song so much. And the <laughs> music video is fantastic. I mean, it's not like the fantasy music video, which you know, mm. boners abound. It's like oh, wait, a boner garage. <laughs> like you know i feel like there's pop songs that we all know in a year and then there's pop songs that will forever be on like a wedding playlist mm. you know and that's what t- takes it up to the next level and i feel like toxic you're always going to want to put that on your wedding playlist you True. know um like hey yeah right whereas we all may have sent along to from the window to the wall that year but we're not necessarily going to put it on the wedding playlist no uh a song that what? Was at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> whoa whoa i'm gonna have it at least five times played at my whatever future <laughs> fake wedding that i'll never have <laughs> i was at a wedding this year and it was with a wedding band but the wedding it was, it was like the best of both worlds because the wedding band was just playing a bunch of great pop songs mm-hmm. and they played that song that I never ever thought I like and then when I heard a wedding band played it I was like I love the song the one that goes she said you're holding back she said get up and dance with me no this Molly no. Is my destiny. she said ooh, ooh. 
it is so annoying. But I, that, <laughs> I have no clue. That that's not bad. Yeah, that's not ringing a bell. You'd, you'd recognize it. It's really obnoxious. It plays on the radio all the time. And I was like, I always was so annoyed by that song. And then I heard, was it like my dear friend's wedding with a wedding band playing it? And I was like, this song is beautiful. <laughs> and now whenever I hear it, I'm like, get up and dance with me. It's bad. Molly, don't make your baby have to go through this. Whatever you listen to is what the baby listens to. And you got to start thinking about that. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I just got out of a snow patrol hole. So who really am I to talk? Uh, nobody. You are nobody. Because <laughs> <laughs> snow, snow patrol is awful. No, it's not. It's only just beginning. <laughs> I was recently in a car driving for four hours, and that was why I heard I was like listening to the radio, and mm. that song is there a lot, even though it's I think several years old. And that the Cardi B, um, Bruno Mars song, um, is like played every three songs. Um, but at least then, that song is fantastic. That song is totally fantastic. And then the other, I need to look her up. Do you, Jackie? Do you know who sings that song that goes? Havana, na na na. Oh my God, Camila uh, Cabello, Cabello, Camila, Camilla Cabello. I don't know how to say her name, but she's fantastic. Yeah, she's <laughs> hot. Her voice is hot. And I was driving, and then Gideon looked her up, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, she's hot as hell." Yeah, I know that song. That's a that's a nice song. I love that song. It's so sexy. It's just got the right amount of sex. Yeah, it's a really like hot song. It makes me want to go to Havana, and I don't. I mean, I'm. I, I don't think I do well in Havana, but I definitely give it a shot. <laughs> wow, right? Yeah, C- Camilla, C- yeah. Camilo Cabello. Camilla Cabello. I don't That's know, a but woman right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that song plays like every three songs on the radio, and I support it. Mm-hmm. Completely. Same with the Bruno Mars song. You know, as long as we're look at us, our ears are to the ground. We're in the grind. We know these things. We're with it. Sure, as long as whatever I hear in an Uber, that's what I know. <laughs> and then the grocery store sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, overheard a song that uh, was familiar to me the other day from a movie trailer that I've never, I don't know if I've ever gotten so angry by watching a movie trailer before, but I think that Sherlock Gnomes did it for me. <laughs> Sherlock Gnomes starring Johnny Depp, Depp as Sherlock Gnomes? I, <laughs> I, I, I saw the billboard for Sherlock Gnomes, and I saw it, and I just got, I'm, t- I'm saying sober as a cat. I saw this billboard, and I got so brutally mad about it that I ranted for about five minutes because there's a frog on it that's taking a selfie, and I realize it's in the whole Gnomeo <laughs> and Juliet thing, which oh, I no. would I refuse to ever watch. <laughs> And this one is in the same universe as Gnomeo and Juliet. And the trailer is chock full of fart jokes, which you know how I feel. (laughs) Fart jokes. And it's all, it's like, I just, I, please, I just implore everyone to watch the trailer. And I hope you get just as mad as I do. And I'm upset because I feel like I have to go see it. Just so I could just drink out of a, a paper bag and scream at the screen. Here's the synopsis. Garden Gnomes, Gnomeo, and Juliet, <laughs> played by Emily Blunt and James McAvoy, recruit renowned detective Sherlock Gnomes to investigate the mysterious disappearance of other garden ornaments. Starring Mary J. Blige, Michael Caine, Maggie Smith. What? 
And Stephen Merchant. All-star cast. Yeah, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Great. Oh, my God. It's like a bunch of fucking Oscar winners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's called a money grab. I don't understand how much money and how much time they put into this garbage that, that these people, it's like, how much money would you have to be paid to do this? They must be getting paid so much money that they just took the writers out and they were like, I don't know. Why don't we get a bunch of uh, six year olds in here? Oh, 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 what if the gnomes could talk? They shouldn't talk. Put them back in the garden. I hate it so much. Also, how unoriginal is, is this idea that you just, and then it's, I, but what made me the most upset, which is crazy, is that the reason why I brought this up is because Elton John's I'm Still Standing is in the trailer because all of the music is original Elton John music. I think you might like this movie, Jackie. It has a great cast and it has an Elton John score. I think that it might be a good movie. Yeah. And you know what? This is the first Nomeo and Juliet movie to be rated PG. So, you know, that's for some rude and suggestive humor. Rude humor. I know you love rude humor. (laughs) Yeah, especially when the gnome fallovers and goes, what the fertilizer? (laughs) Dude, dude. It makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. Don't write. I am fine with these, you know, these great animated movies that are geared towards both adults and children. I think that's great. Be be all inclusive. This is not one of them. It's trying too hard and I want to put it in the ground, but I can't because it's filled with Oscar winners and Elton John writing all his own fucking music for it. Yeah, right. Like, I thought that we were in an age where where they wanted to make movies for kids that, like, were dignified and good, like Coco and stuff. And instead, they're making what sounds like this is going to be an undignified movie with a very dignified cast and soundtrack. Remember, The Boss Baby was nominated for, like, Best Animated Feature. That's true. And and Peter Rabbit did not look very good either. Um, I might, Uh -uh. you know, be willing to be corrected by that. However, I hear both Paddington movies are fantastic. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck Paddington. <laughs> Wait, I know you guys already discussed the Oscars, but I realized during the Oscars that I think that Emily Blunt is maybe the most beautiful woman on earth. Yeah, in the ugliest dress. Shade! <laughs> Good face. Bad dress was ugly. Bad dress. She's very pretty, yes. Isn't she so pretty? She's very, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as that, but I, she's very pretty. I mean, I'm still putting Cheryl above her. Really? Yeah, and Cheryl's even like, no, probably number three in the whole Riverdale roundup for me. Huh. Yeah. Wait, so I'm putting are... most of the cast of Riverdale above Emily Blunt. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, me too, but, you know. <laughs> really? I think she's so pretty. <laughs> she's very, yeah, she's, a, she's, she's very pretty. Yeah. What really upsets me is that Dom Hall Gleason is in Peter Rabbit, and um, I love Dom Hall Gleason. I think that he could do no wrong except for Peter Rabbit. That's another <laughs> one that had a bunch of poopy jokes in it and i hate yeah. poopy jokes <laughs> it's a bunch of jokes and rabbit pellet jokes I they just, make jokes I, about rabbit pellets it just, it just makes me so mad it's like why does it just how much money they get paid to do these shit the shit movies i have a clarifying question about your hatred of fart jokes which i've probably asked before but do you hate i understand why you hate them in movies because i think i usually hate them in movies too but do you hate interpersonal fart jokes with your friends? Because those can be very good. Yeah. I am friends with almost all men, and I still fucking hate it. 
<laughs> I hate everything about it. I don't know why. I don't know why I hate it so much. I think it's just because I'm mostly a burper, so it's never really been a thing for me. Burping, I'm fine with. You can burp all over me. See, I don't like burps. Me neither. Mm-mm. Grosser than farts. Yeah, much grosser no. than farts. Yeah, why? Farts are so much grosser than farts. Why? Why do you think that? Is it because you can like smell what they ate last? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like really intimate. Yeah, 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 because it's coming out of your mouth, and it's uh, not, and you're much more likely to be like at the receiving end of a burp than a fart, like straight from the mouth. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but I, sometimes I forget. I forget. I never. I don't. I never cover my mouth when I burp because I forget that you're supposed to do that because my burps just come out really fast. Maybe it's just because I drink a lot of seltzer water. That's what I'm going to blame. I'm going to blame the jizzies on it, and that's why I burp so much. But if you're burping up a jizzy, it's like, oh, it just smells like booze. Then that's fine. Hmm. Let's see. But here, okay. Here's the thing, though, is that if I see like a big splatter of puke on the sidewalk, I'm gonna go ugh. But if I see like a big turd on the sidewalk, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> yeah, but poopy. Looking at poopy is different than looking at throw up, and yeah. different than farts as well. Yeah, but there's still it's the same area though. Because <laughs> yeah, like guess- burp, burps produce vomit and. Farts produce poopies. And I, I feel like there's just something like the thing I like about farts is that you have to just learn early on in life that like everybody has a butt and it makes funny noises, yeah. you know, and it's I feel like it really brings us together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like farts are more mature than burps. No way. No way. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, burps are the highest of the of the uh intestinal releases. No, but anyone can do a but like, can you fart on command? No, I can't either, but I can burp on command. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and like a well-timed fart there's just nothing like it no there really isn't i think what it you know what it puts me off it's the whole pink eye thing when they say if you fart on someone's pillow then you can get pink eye for them which i've looked up it's not true unless your asshole is exactly like pressed up against the pillowcase and then if there are particles of shit in the asshole it get and it gets into your eye then you can get pink eye but i think it's just like i i just remember a group of my boyfriends that would always fart on my pillows and it pissed me the fuck off <laughs> it would send me into the red zone so fast that like I like I just like like legitimately mad. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's totally fair. That's they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm in a therapy session right now. Yeah, but my brother's farted on my head all the time and I still find it very funny. In fact, I still kind of found it funny back then. Like <laughs> Yeah, oh. like if someone farts on you, it's just funny. Yeah, it's really funny. Whereas if someone burps on you, I like dry heave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if someone like walked up to me and like even like burped on my arm, like, be like what are you doing? Yeah, but even if someone a good like friend. walked up and like farted on my arm, I'd be like, get out of here! What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, come on! Yeah. Although I did recently burp so hard in the presence of Henry that he went, "Did you just eat turkey?" And that <laughs> oh, was just, that, see, was that makes me that makes me look sick just thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, I had, and he had guessed correctly. <laughs> Uh, but but mark my words we will be seeing a performance from elton john at the oscars next year performing a song from sherlock gnomes i guarantee it marking it right now my first oscar prediction wow i'm already so fucking mad about it i'm so mad about whatever i mean i just i feel like i have to watch it i gotta Mm. do it right yes 
You have to. You got, you got to take the bullet for this one. Yeah, I'm right. not going to. I'm but not you can. I'll do it, guys. <laughs> I'll do it for all of us. I just wish if someone could explain to me how I can bootleg it so I don't have to give money towards the film, that would be great. Mm. But uh, speaking of other things that probably shouldn't happen, um, there is a sequel of the movie Twins coming out, guys. I got to look this up. Yeah, can we do, talk about do the we casting? Wanna know, do we want to know who was added to the cast? Who's going to make it triplets? Let's. I would love to hear your guess. Molly, what's your guess? guess Somebody was added to the cast to make it triplets. Triplets. Uh can can I get a slight hint just to narrow it down from I, um, any actor? Uh, 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 that's a nice boulder. Um, how about um, hi, turn <laughs> Uh, this is a movie that you guys are much more familiar with. In the morning, I'm making waffles. Donkey. Oh. <laughs> Mike, wait, Mike Myers or Eddie Murphy? (laughs) Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, guys. He is the. Is he's he's a black triplet? Yeah. Um. The the, uh the when they explained it, it said us. It's uh so apparently the script is complete. That's what Schwarzenegger said, and the plot of the film will explain Murphy's introduction by way of a quote. Funny thing that happens in the mixing of the sperm. <laughs> I mean, what does that mean? You mean it goes from your dick? a funny thing that happens in the mixing of the sperm. <laughs> it, uh, so, <laughs> what are we getting, Dr. Mengele up in this piece? <laughs> something can't happen if you ovulated twice and you had had sex with two different guys around that time. It's re- usually only ovulate one egg, but if you ovulate two eggs, which is how fraternal twins happen, and you had two sets of spermies up there swimming around, uh, it could be possible that one spermie could fertilize one egg and one spermie could fertilize the other, so you could have twins of different races uh, uh, born in you know twinhood together. Well, this is a test tube baby thing, though. Th- this isn't. Uh, there's no squirting going on here. No natural squirting, at least. I see. Yeah, this is. It's triplets. I what mean, is the both- plot of twins again? I don't remember. <laughs> Basically, it's like Danny DeVito is like a is like a rap scallion guy. I think he had a ponytail in it, but like a low pony, and he was still bald on top. That was getting into lots of trouble, and then he finds out that he has a fraternal twin who is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who happens to be very very strong uh, for some reason. And um, because I watched the trailer, the trailer for it is pretty hilarious. The original trailer. And they have to like go after a bunch of bad guys together. And like every other joke is like, can you believe he's my twin? And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, that seemed like the literally the the tagline slash entire summary of this movie could be like, can you believe it? He's my twin. (laughs) And like that, if that's the only line of dialogue in the whole movie, I would not be surprised. (laughs) <laughs> All I got to say is I'm actually, you know, as much as like it doesn't make me angry, I'm very excited to see it. I think it's going to be just like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, that like weird science from the 90s that we don't get to see very often anymore. Uh-huh. Because also, like, why didn't the mom bring it up in the first movie that like, oh, yeah, no, I actually squirted out another one that I forgot about. But now it's like they're going to I just am really looking forward to have their explanation of how it happened. Yeah, I definitely want to I want to have like I want to have like Neil deGrasse Tyson like do like (laughs) do like a debunker or whatever of triplets be like, actually, if it was really going to happen, here's how it would happen and do like a like a fun science explanation. You know, you mean a smug science. Yeah, he's smug. Who is less smug than him? Who explains things? Bill Nye. 
Uh, oh God, that's like bumping the smugness up. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a, a beak. Is Beakman available? Beekman oh man, be I love Beakman's world. I don't think he is though. Yeah, I guess a lot of scientists are a little bit smug. Although I would love to hear the rat explain it. What was the rat's name? Do you remember the rat in Beekman's world? Remember mm. that big, fat, gross dude? I don't know. I loved it. Lester. I haven't seen that. Laster. I haven't seen that in forever. I want to watch that. Because, I mean, maybe they should bring <laughs> that back. What? You're just like, I've seen that forever. I want to watch that. Maybe. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's like you suddenly became like eight again. I am. <laughs> and then, and then next, I want to watch other things. I want to put on Magic School Bus. Did you know that the kids of Magic School Bus, they grow up and then they're a Captain Planet? <laughs> <laughs> I get too excited about TV and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it as well. Thank you. I mean, Eddie Murphy is a is a is a funny comedian who makes questionable movies. That's my analysis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how you're doing? Pretty... <laughs> hey, is, is that Professor? That's Norbit. Norbit. How you doing? Norbit. Still one of my favorite things of all time. <laughs> look up, look up all the, the gifs of the how you turn, uh, and I a, laugh every time. There's a great like YouTube compilation of all the how you turn. <laughs> you know, and it's been a while since we've listened to it. Maybe we should revisit it. It's not long. It's like thirty seconds. <laughs> Please, I, I think it was this. I was watching uh, Step Brothers was on yesterday, and it was like one of those things too, where every time I watch Step Brothers, like especially the first like hour of it, I laugh to the point of crying every single time I watch it. I think there's just certain things like how you turn that just you know they just get you. Oh, Norbert, you know I'd be so romantic if you carry me over the threshold like a little chocolate drop. (laughs) 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 This is what my wedding night's gonna be like. (laughs) Put your back into it. It's. <laughs> I know what that sound means. Bark. <laughs> oh, this is the best one. We have a 300 pound weight limit. I don't weigh no damn 300 pounds. I weigh a 165. <laughs> <laughs> I weigh 165. <laughs> And then she's big and she's going down a water slide. They have to push her down. Oh man, it is fast. This, I just, I mean, why didn't this win an Oscar? You know, he's got to wear this suit. He plays two different characters. She goes so fast. Hey, (laughs) all right, all right. (laughs) 
See? How are you doing? That's actually really helpful because I've never <laughs> seen the movie. And you guys say this like it's part of the page seven language. Oh, I've never seen the movie either. Uh, oh, me neither. I've only watched the clips. <laughs> yeah, neither one of us have watched the movie at all. I just you just watched you the How You Doing collection. Okay. How you doing? All right. Well, I definitely feel a little bit more, more in the loop now. <laughs> I think it probably might be the worst movie of all time, but you know, there's just something about how you do that gets me every goddamn time. Uh, yeah, the that clip has 4.3 million views, <laughs> far more than so many more people than ever saw Norbit. Was it? Um, it was Doctor Doolittle that um, that Aaliyah's "Are You That Somebody" was on the soundtrack for, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was Eddie Murphy too. Yep, that was Eddie Murphy. We're gonna talk an animal movie. Uh, the king of all characters, Edward Murphy. <laughs> yeah, this was during that time. Well, actually, no, this was long after. This was two. Wow, Norbert was 2007. Too late. He had made so many of these exact movies that he was just like, I don't know. How about I play a fat woman? Huh? <laughs> and everyone's just Na- like, yes. Yes, anybody, please. Named Rasputia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I am well, proud to say that I've never watched it though. Well, and it's the script is co-written with Eddie and Charlie Murphy. Uh, oh my god, it's just uh brilliance. I hope, I hope they laughed all the way to the bank though. I do know they did not. They absolutely this was a gigantic bomb. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, no one watched Norbit. I don't think every <laughs> any like when I first heard about How You Dern, I also didn't know what Norbit was, and I, I no one has seen it. I don't know how. I, I there, it can't be. I don't even. You probably can't even find it anywhere. Oh, I mean, I imagine you can find it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And some people uh, blame this movie for Eddie Murphy not winning the Oscar for Best Supporting Role in Dreamgirls. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what it was. It was because of Norbit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> wow! Went to Alan Arkin instead that year for wow. Little Miss Sunshine, which he was great. At. Yeah, he was great in that. Man, I went into a weird hole this weekend as well of movies that I couldn't find, and I decided to seek out for some reason because I, I wanted to have like a Harmony Corinne uh, day, and I watched Gummo and I watched Kids back to back, and I had uh, I had a bit of a time with it. I don't know if you guys have done this yet, done either one of those movies. I thought I had seen them, and then I sat and watched them back to back, and was like, "Why did I do this to myself?" Yeah, I think I saw Kids when I was twelve or thirteen. I don't think I've ever seen Kids. It's I think rough. It, it's intense, right? Yeah. I think if I had been that age when I saw it, I I think I would still be a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of makes me not want to have sex now. I'm like, oh god, because they're all like our age now, and it's like they're probably everybody's just spreading around HIV everywhere. It's a lot of HIV. Uh huh. Yeah. It's very upsetting. It's a lot of drug things. A lot of like taking girls' innocence. It's rough. Yeah. But it's Chloe really Savini's great. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I think it was her first big movie, right? Yeah. And then Gummo role. is just uh, real fucked up. I don't know anything about Gummo. I actually have never gotten around to Gummo. Oh, Marcus, you will love Gummo. I figured. I mean, I know the <laughs> cover. It looks it looks very much up my alley. And that's why I'd always seen the cover in the blockbusters. Like, I'm gonna watch that one day. And then it's just um it's like the opposite spectrum of kids where it's just the uh the sadness of small town uh southern living 
that it's all non sequiturs and it's all very uh, upsetting. They really hate cats. So, Molly, I don't know if you want to watch this. Not going to watch it. Nope. All right. Don't watch. You know what, Molly? Don't watch either one of them. I just didn't know if you. I didn't know if you'd seen it like way too young as well. Where just like I think that that would have really scarred me. Yeah, no, I remember being scarred by like the Basketball Diaries, but <laughs> um, but but also Fair. you know not scarred enough that I didn't watch it multiple times. Right. Yeah, but were you scarred by uh, the movie Life Size with Tyra Banks because they're also making a sequel of it this year? I am really eager to talk about this. I had a great time in like the years 2006 to 2008 watching Tyra every day and I sometimes think about her and what happened to her and where she went and I always forget about the movie Life Size. Mm -hmm. Back in 2000 so she plays a living doll like in Life Size like she so she's Lindsay Lohan's doll and then she comes to life. Yes. That's the whole movie. Yeah, so basically, like, she's Barbie, and she's sad because no one's buying her anymore. It's like a weird magic spell thing, and she comes to life to help Lindsay Lohan. But she also happens to be a pop singer. So in it, which I forgot I forgot about the scene because the whole thing is just like, we're bringing back the song, Be a Star, but it's going to be a club hit now. And Tyra's like, I'm dusting off my vocal cords, and I'm ready to sing. And um, I watched the original uh, song, uh, be a star. Number one, Tyra Banks should never ever sing. <laughs> and number two, it might, it was a very long song that was, you remember it, Molly's like, Shine, Brat, Shine, Fa, Be a star, Shine, Brat. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's so, it's so annoying. But now they're going to come back with a club remix version of it. And Lindsay Lohan has not said whether or not she's going to be a part of the film, but she has to. She's got to. She's not doing anything. Well, in Life Size 2, Banks will reprise her iconic role as a doll that comes to life. But yes, iconic. (laughs) Yeah, iconic. But in the sequel, everyone's favorite doll has grown up. (laughs) This time, she's magically awoken to help a young woman learn to live and love again. And along the way, Eve herself will experience the ups and downs of real life in in the telepic that's described by the network as a, quote, fun, edgy, modern Christmas movie. Telepic. You know what? <laughs> Give me Mannequin with Kim Cattrall any day. I'm going with Mannequin, yeah. Oh, I would much rather watch Mannequin. Also, Mannequin is a much creepier idea. Although, a doll coming to life is always creepy, especially when she becomes life-size. Which, I think that the word edgy, they should really go towards the horror movie aspect of it. And then it would definitely be something I would be interested in. Do you remember this episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Did you guys watch Are You Afraid of the Dark when Mm -hmm. when we were kids? There was one, this very premise with a a doll house where, like, the kids got sucked into a dollhouse and there was like dolls that came to life and it was so scary I had to turn off the TV. Ooh. I still don't know how it ends. That one really creeped me the hell out. Between that one and the clown in the uh, in the silly house or whatever at the carnival, that one also fucked me up. Which also, weirdly enough, because I went down a weird um, are you afraid of the dark hole. Is what, I've been going through a lot of holes, guys. I think, I don't know <laughs> if it's just like a worm thing or like a worm time for me. Um, that there's also a new, <laughs> there's Arl Stein's The Haunting Hour, which is a TV series that also is a lot like the Goosebumps Are You Afraid of the Dark, that uh, I think you can get it on Amazon, that so it's all new episodes of other creepy things. It's like a Fear Street version of Goosebumps, of uh, of like the Goosebumps show. Can we rewind a little bit and talk about Worm Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, my friend Jackie's just going through a worm time. I, I want to be there for her, but it's hard because she's really in a worm time. She's a big wormhole. Worm, worm time. She's just in worm time right now. We don't know how to help her through her worm time. My problem is that now I'm so I'm alone so much do like working on research and things like that that I get lost and then I blink and it's hours later and I just like watch the movie Chances Are and you know The Muse and things like that and and I'm just like what happened to me and what happened to my life? That's <laughs> <laughs> worm time. Yep, that sounds worm like time. time. That's worm time. Time and it used to happen like once a month, but now it happens multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. And um, does that mean I'm going crazy? No, nah. you're just going through a worm time. It's worm time. You guys go through worm times, right? Oh, Definitely. Yeah. No, no. I went through a worm time today. What was your worm time? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, I like to save a few hours for worm time at the end of every night, honestly, if I have time, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's how you got John like was almost the freak opening scene into your brain, right? The pest. And that was forced oh, on pest, That worm right. time was forced on me. Well, and no thanks to you, Jackie. My worm time sometimes consists of like six and a half hours of guys' grocery games. Ah, uh, yeah. Because once it starts, it doesn't ever go away until like a new calendar day. You know, the TV just keeps playing it, and and I'll just keep watching it. Oh, especially yeah, they just go back to back. I don't know how he has so many episodes of it, but and I now love I, every single second. I've I've f- fucking come along to think. I think that Guy Fieri might actually be a really good guy. <laughs> It terrifies me. I've only seen one bad blind item about him in all the years we've been doing this. And if I only see one, then I usually dismiss it. And all these famous chefs seem like total assholes. Mm -hmm. And I think that he might be a nice guy. I think he's okay. Yeah. I don't know if he's a nice guy, but I think comparatively he's okay. Yeah, he might not be the worst. And I was ready to think he was the worst, but it turns out he might be the best. Yeah. And I think he really loves his kids, too, which I find very cute because I also follow him as well as Gordon Ramsay. And I love how they interact with their children. Although I do wonder if Guy Fieri, Fieri um, is still having sex with his male hairdresser. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember that? I forgot about that. I mm. hope so. Hashtag never forget. That's my never forget. <laughs> <gasps> All right. It's time for the list. Ah, who's on the list? Marcus, gotta have that list. I know we've been doing a lot of age ones lately, but I'm still loving them. And this one's really interesting. This is celebrities turning 70 this year. Last last week we did, or two weeks ago we did 80. We did 80. Now we're just kind of going back. Because Egypt, this one, 70 is actually very interesting. You know, Ozzy's turning 70 this year. Really? How is he still alive? That is crazy. Is that what it is? Yeah, it is genetics. I think someone did. I don't know if this is an urban myth or not, but I think there was some tests on like his genes and they found that there's just something resilient about it. Get me some of that. He should start making a goop juice or something. Sell his <laughs> stem cells or whatever. He's like how everyone has that grandpa where they're like, my grandpa smoked a pack a day every day for 70 years and he was fine. Uh-huh. He's like that only with like 20 times more drugs. Yeah, with everything. Hell Yeah. Samuel Jackson's turning 70 this year. He looks great. Mm-hmm. Wow, he does look great. Maybe it's all of the, the, the tiny colored glasses he wears. Maybe <laughs> that's just like helping. It. Maybe it's like a rose colored glasses thing that he's just like, good for you, man. Yeah, you're really seeing the, the world right. <laughs> yeah, tiny colored glasses and Kangol hats. <laughs> I think we all should start wearing that. Maybe that should be the new trend that we start. Can we bring it back? He does have like a very nice old man look, like a stylish old man, you mm-hmm. know. Who does not look good is Billy Crystal. 
He's 70? He's 70 years old. Wow. He's gotten Whoa. into the plastic surgery game. Ooh, he's got a neck bag. Yeah. Wait, he's got, wait, no. You say the word neck bag, I gotta look it up. <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Well, he's oh, got, he does have a neck bag. <laughs> yeah. Because he's gotten into the plastic surgery game, but not the whole face. Yeah, his, like, not, not his neck, that's for sure. Yeah, not his neck. He's got his, like, forehead. It looks like he put all of his money into his forehead. Yeah, neck bag. Wow. Ew, that's gross. Although I loved City Slickers. I never wanted to smash Billy Crystal, though. Did you want to smash? No smanging. No, too dorky. He was never my type. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know of anyone who's ever thought of Billy Crystal as a sexual object. Yeah, he's like a deeply platonic figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like a mom. Maybe. Maybe. Like, ooh, I don't know. look at his butt and those pants, you know. <laughs> we'll oh, ask you. Cute butt on that, Billy. <laughs> oh, man, Molly, I can't wait to ask you how your sexual preferences change after you pop that kid out and be like, so, Molly, what do you, so before, we're going to have to start doing before pregnant uh, testimonials and then after pregnancy uh, testimonials. Are you into that? Uh, sure. Is my sexuality going to change? No, no, I just meant sexual preferences of what you want to smash. I see. Of like what you're horny, horny for. Like, like I might be hornier for like, you know, dads doing chores and stuff. Yeah, burly yes. daddy. I mean, you know, we. I think we all love a daddy already, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But after, after pregnancy, daddy, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm intrigued. Sure. Yeah, we can do a, a pre and post daddy survey. I think you might like it. Olivia Newton-John is turning seventy this year. No, really? Mm-hmm. God, it's just. They just get so old so fast. This is so strange. They're like, I guess, around like ish our parents' age ish. Yeah, she was born in yeah. forty eight, so that's about like seven years older than my parents. Uh, Man, she was so smoking hot for so long, and now mm-hmm. her 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 plastic surgery looks like she's got set. Like it looks like cellulite has formed as she sags because she keeps trying to push it back and it keeps sagging back. And I think she's getting sag back effect. Yeah, yeah, deposits. Sag back effect. Yeah, her <laughs> cheeks look heavy. <laughs> uh, speaking of another plastic surgery nightmare, Steven Tyler is turning 70 this year. Another one. Man, I just had we get these jeans in us. I want to be one of those, like, she boozed every day until she died at 125. <laughs> yeah, the blind items are just, it's just constantly with Steven Tyler. He's back on drugs again. Yeah. Of course he is. Can you imagine being 70 years old and doing cocaine? Oh, you would have such a headache. (laughs) Like, I hope to be high as a damn kite at 70, but just on marijuana. Yeah, just weed. I'm hoping that by that time comes around, like, my brain will kind of, you know, swing back to a good direction. I can smoke weed again, but I'm not going to be doing cocaine at 70. Can you imagine the unpleasantness you'd feel the next day? No, it already takes me days when I just booze too hard, and I'm I'm thirty. It's like I can't yeah. imagine what my body's gonna be like at seventy as I just keep grinding it into the ground, grinding it into the ground like a little cheese, like oh <laughs> cheese on a grater. Al Gore, seventy Molly. years old. Anything uh, to say? You know, <laughs> Molly, Al Gore, 70, Molly. I think Al Gore really came alive after he lost the 2000 election. That's my only analysis. He did come alive, he yes. He really had a renaissance. I saw him at a rally in 2004, and he looked better than he ever had. Grew that beard, got rid of Tipper. Yeah, he had a little daddy beard, um, and he just seemed free, you know? So I hope that he's been living his best life. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, do you want to smash Al Gore? No, oh, okay. no, but he did look nice with a beard. He looked better 
then you know he his whole thing before 2000 was everyone was like who like he was totally personalityless mm-hmm. and then when he had a beard he was just like oh he looks like your dorky dad yeah dorky yeah. dad at a rally dorky dad yeah. al yeah prince charles 70 years old get out of there dude he's ready to go we got to yeah. get him out of there we got to we got to make sure uh, I just can't wait to see Kate Middleton rise to the cream of the crop, man. She's going to get up there. Oh, I can't wait. You know we know nothing about the Royals, but I I know it's going to happen. There's a, <laughs> Have you guys seen all those adorable pictures of little George being like a little dandy? No. Oh, he's such a little dandy. <laughs> he is a little dandy. I'm, I can't wait. Oh, yes. Uh, get out of here, though. Princess Diana. Frank. Oh, that's going to be the next one. Oh, I'm so excited. That's going to be the next um, uh uh, feud is going to be Prince Charles and uh, Princess Di. Oh, Ooh. hell yeah. Yeah, about how much they hate each other or hated each other. Speculation. Oh, yeah, baby. It's gonna. It's not speculation. It's all going to be based in fact. <laughs> Stevie Nicks is turning 70 this year. God, she still puts on a great goddamn show. Love for her. It's the shawls. That's another one. I think tiny, tiny colored glasses and shawls is what I'm going to start getting into soon. Mm. And uh, I think that'll make us live forever, guys. Yeah, I think so. Tiny yeah. glasses and shawls. I'm going to be the next Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Bates, 70 years old this year. I God, love she's her. Great. I love her. Yeah, and there's a lot of like rock stars turning seventy. Like you got Steven Tyler, Stevie Nicks, Robert Plant, and Alice Cooper. So nineteen forty eight was a good year for creatives. Yep, yep. Good year for them rocks. Robert stars. Plant is still alive? Yeah. Oh Does yeah, he- Robert Plant. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did he just enter the studio? <laughs> oh, God, Robert Plant is like, ah, I'm, I'm still alive. Ah, I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah, he's here. Does he he's say, here. oh, hey. All the way from merry old England town. Will you side my breasts? Look <laughs> at oh, yeah, James Taylor, also 70. Terry Bradshaw. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, he's looked 70 for about 40 years. Yes, though. since I was a child. Wow, that really is. Brian Eno's 70 years old. Wow. Man, they're That's, all coming to a head, huh? They're all going to die in the same year. You know yeah, that, right? Yeah, it's going to be a whole lot of them all at once again. But you know who else is 70? Richard Simmons. Huh. Man, he's that. there's just a whole thing out right now that's like, that uh, uh, one of these crappy magazines said that he was transgendered and he was suing them over it because he's not transgendered. And then now Richard Simmons has to pay the magazine because technically it isn't slander. It's just like, that's so upsetting. Like, don't Fair. leave him alone. Everybody leave him alone. Ever. I just, I, I know that we've talked about this before, but the missing Richard Simmons podcast, I had to even put it down, even though I love Richard Simmons, you know, leave him alone. <laughs> leave him alone. You know Thank what else you. you should leave alone? Leave alone Steve Winwood. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not going to be a problem for me. That's going to be a problem for me either. <laughs> oh, I will. Oh, no. What are you talking about? Give me a half your love. I love that song. What, what's the other one? It's, uh, um, we're back in the high life again. Something, something, something. It's really, really soft. I. Wait, wait you're not into Steve Winwood? I tell that I'm not into him, it's just that I won't mind leaving him alone. Yeah, you know? I'm, not, I'm not typing in Steve Winwood to my Spotify search. Yeah, I'm well, not going to miss him. 
Y'all get back to me. Yo, you go home, you do your homework, you listen to Valerie, and you tell me that you're going to leave Steve Winwood alone. <laughs> oh, it's time for Blind Adams. Oh, we get to see him. You want to start with the Oscars one or the weird one? How weird? Is it sexy weird? It's really weird. It's not really sexy weird. It's just weird. Maybe let's do weird and then Oscars. All Save right. the Oscars All right. for last. Uh, in the past, this blind item writer has written about this permanent A-list couple and the surrogate factory they own. Despite the millions they've made from show business, they make much more money owning this factory. Now they have a new business. Women who don't want to carry babies but still want to make money selling their uteruses. The clients so far are very wealthy Europeans and Russians who are either too old to have babies or have some sort of fer- fertility problem. Our permanent A-list couples charge 10 times what they do for a surrogacy. However, the donor rarely makes more than 500 to to $1,000 for the surgery, and there is no follow-up care after they are discharged from the hospital after having their uterus removed. I have and so sold many questions. Oh, <laughs> no, you're not done. I'm sorry. Russian woman. <laughs> <laughs> is this the plot of a 90s science movie? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. They're taking the uteruses out and then putting them into other people? Yes, they're paying a woman 500 to $1,000 to remove her uterus and putting it into the stomach of an old Russian woman. <laughs> I am uncertain that this is fact-checked. <laughs> Not certain that that's how it works. Kim and Kanye make it stop. Yeah, it's, it's got to be either Kim and Kanye or Jay and Bay, right? It's Jay and Bay running a no. fucking uterus factory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am. It's not a, you can do it. You doctor. can do a uterus transplant. The, the first one. The first one was done in 2016. Well, so that's a new science. I'm not sure. It's if a we new can... science, but shit, that's two years they've been spending running this fucking uterus factory. Yeah, but it. <laughs> a while to get good at things you know but if you're jm bay then you can pay to have the best uterus transplant doctors in the world i am deeply skeptical you know they started ivf in like the 70s and it took them a while to get good at it decades i'm not certain that you can just suck someone's uterus out put it back you've had a year and a half to practice and now they're doing good i just don't think that that's how I, I believe it i believe it a thousand percent do they want mine? They can have it. Take it. Give me 500 bucks. I'll do it. I'll figure it out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, surrogacy factory and now a uterus factory. I love that they're calling it a factory. <laughs> you know, I mean, if they are really funding the science behind this, I guess more power to them. I don't think they're funding science. I think they're just poaching scientists and using it to give uteruses to old Russian ladies. <laughs> Why Russia? <laughs> That's where all the rich people are now. They're all in Russia. Oh, I, I see. And then are the old Russian ladies being surrogates themselves, or are they people who no, want no, no, no. babies? The, it's the, the old Russians are the people that want to carry the baby themselves, but the uterus is not good anymore. Uh-huh. So they put a new uterus in there, and then the Russian ladies, the old Russian ladies, can carry the baby themselves instead of going and using the surrogate factory that Jane and Bay have already been running apparently now for years. I think they're putting a Band-Aid on the wrong part of the 
body. <laughs> you know, it's really not the uterus that is. It's not the uterus that's that the is the problem. problem. If if you're talking about age, it's the ovaries. I don't know. I'm really. I've got a lot of questions about the assistive reproductive technology going on here. I've got a lot. Well, of questions. What do you know? What do you yeah, know about? Just because you're pregnant, okay? You're pregnant. You know, <laughs> I trust the blind items, Missy. I mean, I trust little, miss, little Miss Pregnant <laughs> Pants. I trust Jay and Bay. You know, I do trust Jay and Bay. Wow. <laughs> That makes me so happy. Thank you for that blind item. Yeah, it has to be you. That was, That's You're a very welcome. good one. The other one we have is our only Oscars blind item because most of the Oscars blind items this year were just like, Jennifer Garner got drunk. You know, it wasn't very good. Of course good, she did. You know? Is that why her hair was so messed up? Yeah. I know I missed the Oscars episode, but I'm still <laughs> upset about her hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Jennifer, what, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, what's her name? Emily Stone got into a, Stone got into a fight. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't juicy. It yeah. wasn't juicy yeah. at all. But this one I pulled out because it is a Riverdale item. Yes, This B, B minus list, mostly television actor at an actor party who is only that high because of the ensemble show he is on right now was minus his higher on the list wife last night at the party. Apparently, he took that as a sign he could hit on other women. He was very subtle and made sure to tell the women they needed to keep everything hush hush. He also was telling the women that his marriage is on the rocks. There was a model there who fell for his story and he invited her to come visit him on set. Luke Perry. No. Skeet. Is it Skeet? No. Is it one no. of the kids? No, it's not. It's somebody, it's a one of the, like, it's a supporting cast member, but still a pretty big cast member that I did not know was married to the woman <gasps> that he is Mark married Consuelos to. with Kelly Ripa. Yes. That would <laughs> oh, be Hiram? Hiram. Hiram Lodge is married to Kelly Ripa and has been for like 20 years. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very funny because I used to watch Regis and Kelly religiously, and she constantly, I feel like, made him feel like he was way beneath her, mm-hmm. which I find very funny, and that like it makes a lot of sense because apparently Kelly Ripa is a huge bitch, yeah. and he deserves a lot better than that little skeleton tin can. <laughs> yeah, she's talk about tight. She's like <laughs> so tight it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too tiny. Yeah, no. but you know, he's the same height as her. Huh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, wait, no, is it? I thought she was, I thought you were like teeny teeny. No, she's actually not that teeny. They're both like 5'8". Really? Yeah. She's just, and you know, there's nothing, people are the build that they are, whatever, well, but like there's something about like it, like that scene in the end of Sex in the City, the movie where she's with Big and she looks like a child. Well, that also, you got to remember, she's also always seen next to huge men because Michael Strahan's like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, I do mm. love him. Yeah. So he's going to look about a foot taller than her, but she's 5'8", because I looked up the whole Mark Consuelos, Kelly Ripa thing, and apparently there was a little bit of Instagram drama where somebody said, oh my God, Mark, you look so short next to your wife. And she's like, he's tall where it counts. Wink, wink. Whoa. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. Also, <laughs> if you're referring to dicks as tall, you need to you need to figure something out. Yeah. Oh, how tall is he? Oh, let yeah. me see. Are you going to grow for me? Should I get out the pencils? See how tall he is? That's what I'm going to start worry. doing all my suitors. Like, lay on the floor. <laughs> I want to see how tall your dick gets. Like girls chat with each other and they're like, how tall was his dick? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh God. Sounds like you're talking about a child. I don't want to talk about 
tall your dick is? Tall where it counts. <laughs> All right, Kelly Ripa, you ain't taking that in a long time. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. But yeah, he's been, he was trolling around the Oscar party, being classy about it. Uh, but still, like telling telling all the ladies around, like you know, my, me and my wife, we are not doing so well right now. He is Maybe you could come visit me on the set of Riverdale. I would <laughs> would smash. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a smang daddy right there. Fucking put some. I can't believe it's not butter on his abs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop staring at his weird mole when he's on screen. I haven't, haven't even noticed. He's got a real weird big mole, like uh, on the like little bend of his nose. Once you notice That's... it, you won't be able to stop. All right. No, I'll why you do it to us, Marcus? I figured everybody noticed his big weird mole. <laughs> mole, mole, mole. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I'm never gonna unsee it. That's fine. As long as he's standing next to Hermione Lodge, at least we always have something real good to look at. Always. All right, that's all we got time for on today's page seven. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining, and be sure to go give to the. Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> please, please come visit us on our Patreon page. I'm putting out extra content every week. And I've got my Jackie's hot takes where uh, I get weird and vlog at you through the computer. And I'm having a very, very good time with it. It's uh, just come visit us, patreon.com slash page seven podcast. And the seven is the number because we love you. And I got a lot of things to say. Goodbye, everyone. Oh, and don't forget to go listen to this week's Riverdale Roundup. Riverdale it's back. Roundup. Yeah. It's back. It's back. It's yeah. back and sexier than ever. Juicy. Oh Juicing. Hey, you turn. It's Jackie here. It is time for our Patreon shoutouts. Again, thank you guys so much for donating to our Patreon. We really, really appreciate it. I love y'all so much. And if you want to see the extra weird content that I'm throwing out there, I got my Jackie's hot takes. I got my weird music videos that I get weirdly obsessed with. Just hit up patreon.com slash page seven podcast, seven the number. And, uh, Come on and donate! Come on, we love ya! Today, my thank you, thank you, thank yous are going out to Harrison Jackson, good solid name, Sarah Nev, Allison Galifianakis, Ashley Causey, Meredith B. Uh, is that like, I'm a bitch, I'm a lover? Ramon, Bellinger Boylston, good consonants, Monica Shunk, Andrea Combs, Shelby R. DeVeet. Anna Campanello, Caleb Shearman, Jamie Vigil, Yonit Rosengarten, Sarah Horrocks, Ali Luttrell, Kathy Gribble, Rebecca Medinsky, Zacharias Lopez, Sarah Azuzi, Jessica Terrell, Claire Miller, Caitlin Hadley, Vanessa, thank you for bumping it up, girl, love you, Sarah Wilbucks, Shannon Stevens, Kiana Rudolph, Audrey, Kara Jackox. Is it Jackox? I don't know how to say it. I like Jackox, though. Makes me feel like I'm hook. Leah Short, Anita Solnit, Vivian Jarolski, Stephanie McLean, Shelby Schultz, Maureen, Joe Schwartz, Jade McCarrick, Misty Mina. Oh, fuck yeah. Corey Kozitz, Shoeshine, Angie Eakley, Megan Mertz, Katie Bernardo, Jessica Feisert, 
nasty handsman. <laughs> like it. Katrina, Emmeline, Erin Moore, Armelia Leddingham, Kaylee Davis, Simone Bishop, Holly Jackson, Valerie, Andrea Ramos, Ethan Uku, Taylor Coulvillian. Again, I'm feeling the hook today. Stephanie Jones, Kelly Cromwell, Phil Casey, Chris Harrison, Katie Intamon, Kelly Mae Dirksen, Lucy Hawkins, Ashley Williams, Megan Gunter, just like Gunt Gaines. We're going to make it happen, guys. Holly Wilcox, Marielle Castro, Rebecca Crockett, GX Barnett. Sound like a beautiful bike. Hannah Carlson, Emily Demento, Theodora Gofsis. Freja Peters, Yasmin Gonzalez, Gary Smith, Diane, oh, Diane, you give me Trixie, Diane, was it, was it? I don't know how to say it. Let me know, Diane. I'll say it again. I don't know how to say it, but I love you anyway. <laughs> I love you even more so. Jessica Miller, Angela Freshette, Me Mies McDonough, Allison Major, Katherine Eichenberger, Maya Broder, Amber Santos, Kayla Kelly, Krista Garrick, and Kathleen Barrett. I want to say personally, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening over the years. And thank you so much for your patronage. And I just, girl, I love you guys so much. <laughs> thank you for giving me, giving me this opportunity. I love you. I love you. And I'll talk to you next week. I'm just like the little girl gremlin giving you kisses. Ooh, I like you. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chapter 1. Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the Waverhood, she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trendsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love Chapter 2. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home.